All right, all right, all right. You know, sometimes I win Academy Awards and do Lincoln commercials, but sometimes I fight dragons, too. Wow, this impression sucks. That sounds nothing like Matthew McConaughey. Uh, let's just start the podcast, because today we're talking about Reign of Fire. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Well, 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 welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, fans of Academy Award winners, being in dragon-fighting apocalypse movies. That's a very narrow That's category, a, very but niche. the fans of that category of films love this movie. It's the only movie I think, <laughs> I think they, it is. they can love. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody, welcome to Guilty Movie Pleasures. If it's your first time joining us, thank you for being here. If it's your 176th, I think is how many shows you've done? It's all a blur. Thank you for coming back. I'm your host, Ben Begley, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes! We're back. We were off last week. Ooh. The boys are back in town! Yes! So we've had an ongoing list of suggestions uh, that I keep track of, and and Jesse and I both pick our top four, Mm -hmm. and then we put that out to the audience, and Reign of Fire, it was neck and neck between the first G.I. Joe movie, not the animated one, uh, but the the first Channing Tatum, the Channing Tatum, one. One. and there, I think William Lowry was very excited. I think that's the entire reason for the support of that movie. Yeah, was for just your just you, my Channing Tatum impression. Which I think when we do that, which maybe will be next week, who knows? Possibly, uh, unless it's October first. I can't remember. I think the it date. is. I think uh, we're moving sorry. into October. So yeah, moving into horror November. films. Uh, I think whenever we do cover GI Joe, you have to. At least 30% of the show needs to be in Channing Tatum's voice. I might come in dressed as Channing Tatum. I don't know what that <laughs> From means. From Step Up 2. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Backwards hat. How you dance. would be able to tell <laughs> Or Step I Up was. 1, I think. Sorry. He w- he had a brief cameo in Step Up 2, colon, The Streets. But he what was... was that? Step Up 2. What's a... Colon. The Streets. I thought... <laughs> I thought you said step up to Cole in the streets. No. And I was like, no, Cole. That's Trump's dream. Cole remains <laughs> beautiful, in the clean home. Cole in uh-huh. the streets. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Cole is the title. Okay. Colon. Colon. Oh, the I streets. snuck in a political joke there. Uh oh. We spent a, maybe like a disproportionately large amount of time talking about the title of Step Up 2. We did. So but let's talk about Rain 5. I, I do oh, want to yeah, yeah. just circle back, yeah. even though we haven't done anything yet. Um, (laughs) you're, you're pretty good at impressions. Typically. This one was real bad. This one was awful. I don't know what I, and he's like one of the more impersonated. I know. I people uh, out there. All right. All right. It's a little bit like Adam Sandler doing a Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. What you did in the intro. That was a little bit better. What you just did. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) It's just like halfway through. I just started getting a little too, too twangy with it. And it just became General Southern. Sure. Yeah. I was not proud of it. That's why I bailed on it halfway through. And yeah. what did I say about my intro right before this? You said, so you landed on that. And you <laughs> that said, That was pre planned, by the way. And you said, uh, Well, I've done worse. F it. <laughs> so this is the type of energy we're bringing into the Reign of Fire podcast. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. but yeah. to now circle back Please. to actually beginning Please, our I'm, show. I'm dizzy. Uh, I watched Reign of Fire. I'm so glad this was chosen because I watched Reign of Fire when it first came out uh, on video. I don't think I saw it in theaters. And I remember being like, because this came out in 2000, I believe. I feel like 2002. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 2000 in that general vicinity. Early aughts. Early aughts. And I remember at that time I was like, there's not enough dragon fights. There's not enough dragons being seen in it. And rewatching it now. 
I actually think a lot of the effects, for the most part, hold up pretty well because they kind of do the Jaws technique, where the dragons are far away mm-hmm. or in shadows, and then when they or when they are shown, it's like wide shots. And I ended up really loving this movie. And Renee came down halfway through, and I was like, "This movie's awesome!" I was having so much fun. I love the fact that there was, it didn't take it. It wasn't a joke fest. It was super serious about a dragon apocalypse. And Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale are committed as F in this movie. Yeah. And this was like Christian Bale before he became well-known in the States. This was right after, I looked it up, it was right after American Psycho. And then I think Equilibrium was directly after this. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, had, so correct me if I'm wrong, he had not done Vice yet. No, he had, okay. he had not done that Okay. Yet. Okay. Yeah. So, but this was like, and Matthew McConaughey... This was a bonkers role for him, too. And I love how committed and, like, that scene where he comes in and shames everyone for partying after his men died is awesome. And I found the action scenes to be really cool. I thought the skydiving sequence was rad. I just really enjoyed this entire ride. I thought it was very well paced. And I had a blast with it. Now, I'm interested to see if you agree at all. I'm so excited because I have no idea. You you're, you have a poker face today. I do. I do. Um, and, and it's not just from fear of all my randomness. So it's actually far, so. just like I've been taking a little bit of back. Not fear, but it's just like <laughs> it's just been a sight to see. Um, I That's what happens when I'm on cold brew. Yeah. Um, changes things. You're 90% done. We're, so there's more to come. Uh <laughs> This keep you on your toes. This movie um, what surprised me. I, let me let me start over. It yeah. surprised me based on my expectations. Once the movie started, I was uh, never surprised at all. <laughs> okay, it was it was ex- an extremely predictable movie, like every single beat of it. I could see that, um, to a degree. and we can talk about that more. You even saw the one male dragon coming. I mean, I saw the we got to kill one of them. I didn't okay. like the specific of it. Because I mean, how would you male. take out three thousand right. dragons? Right. Um, but it's a it's a ton of fun. It looks very cool. Yeah. The performances are the sets uh, are awesome. Are are better than you would typically expect for a dragon apocalypse movie. Right. Um, and it's I I thought the dragons were cool. Like you said, the um, the skydiving sequence was great. It was awesome. It was great. And those type of sequences nowadays with modern effects sometimes fail. Yeah. But there was a tension of these just, just to, since we're talking about it, we might as well describe it. There's this sequence where Matthew McConaughey's uh, main, like, ranger, they're, they're all in the U.S. Army. They've been tracking this male dragon here, and they're drawing out one of the dragons. One of the dragons comes into the, the the sky near the castle where Christian Bale and his people live. And they go out, they take the helicopter out, they get the dragon's attention, they use one of their parachuting, uh, they have like the glider arms, yeah. uh, they, they, they basically free fall out, one of them is bait, the dragon chases them as two others get their net guns ready. But they're going through these thick clouds so they can't really see anything, and that the cloud effect was a brilliant thing to use because then it hid the fact of the green screen or like crappy cgi because it's just it's a lot of chaos but it's shot it's also shot really smoothly it wasn't like nowadays when it's super jittery like the paul greengrass effect yeah born the born identity or born ultimatum effect um but i really that whole scene had a ton of tension for me and the one guy gets just 
eaten. The other one, uh, the first one gets eaten. The first right? one, no, the no. first one falls. Oh, like, falls dies. to death. Yeah. <laughs> so the first one, he he's so distracted with the dragon and not knowing where he is that he uh, and the signal gets bro- cut out or something. Yeah. And they just show, and they don't even need to show him actually hit. You just see on the radar, just <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh my god. The other dude gets eaten. Mm-hmm. The dragon flies up and chomps him. Yep. And then the third guy survives. The third guy parachutes and survives because the other dude gets burnt yes, on the correct. motorcycle. Yeah. But it's such a tense, awesome sequence that just showed these guys had balls. Like, who already just being a soldier is gutsy enough, let alone free falling with a friggin' dragon on your tail. Just, sure. That can breathe fire and just toast you any minute. And what you're equipped with is a net. Yeah. Like it's, I would, I would have loved to have seen one of the two hundred kills that they had and how they pulled that off because yeah. that it seems dicey. Like the whole plan, maybe less clouds. I like that they established there are some rules they established, like magic hour. <laughs> I like <laughs> was it doesn't fully make sense, but when the light is 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 in between day and night, right? Dragons get confused. I wonder if they if like their DP was like it would be dope if we could shoot this. Like in Magic, Magic Hour, Hour, and they were like, "Great, we'll write it in." Because yeah, it doesn't doesn't really make sense <laughs> no. when it's like they can see good during the day, they can see even better at night. Right? It's that time in between where it's a little confusing, where it's it's beautiful out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everything looks gorgeous. Yeah. There's some tension in the scene where, which we'll get into, but like the scene where the family's in the field trying to pick the the fruit, and uh-huh. the dragon comes and just starts torching all of them. Yeah. And there's some real sense of loss and guilt with. Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale. This movie is way better than it has any right to be. Yeah, I actually looked it up to see if people liked this movie. I don't even and know. It had, IMDb had it at like 62%. I don't know what like Rotten Tomatoes or whatever is, but I can find uh, it. That's that was shocking to me. Like this feels this feels like it should have been a more popular movie. Right? Yeah. I just wonder if this was before like before it's time, you know, if if it's one of those movies, let's see what it is on we, Rotten Tomatoes. We weren't we weren't yet Jesus. ready. 42% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah, and wild. 49% audience score. That doesn't make sense. And it says, Rain of Fire gained some altitude with its pyrotechnic action and a smolderingly campy Matthew McConaughey, but the feature's wings are clipped by a derivative script and visual effects that fizzle out. I disagree with that entirely. So th- I think derivative script is kind of what I was getting at. Where, sure. Like, it's just like every single beat of it is familiar and like nothing there are no curveballs it's it's literally like i mean the the skydiving scene was a curveball but just well, a cool set piece the, yeah it's, it's, not a like set a, piece. it's not like a twist that was like whoa you know in the middle there's going to be a dragon fighting <clears throat> set piece and it was just like that was a particularly cool one but like all every death every like character intro everything along the way you knew gerard butler was gonna yeah, yeah as soon as i introduced it, him yeah the moment he was introduced and i, knew I love exactly seeing young when. gerard butler too it's like kind of skinny right <laughs> like yeah it was before he got the protein powder before he you know bulked up and go- that that's not right. how he talks i'm getting very bad at impressions today yeah just today it's the cold brew it's the cold and, brew. and for, uh correct me if i'm wrong this was before gerard butler did vice Right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, little little known fact: <laughs> multiple people played Dick Cheney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's so uh, it's a shame that only Christian Bale won. Uh, I don't think he won. <laughs> yeah, he did. Didn't he, he won like uh, he won a Golden Globe, I believe. But I don't. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Rami Malek won. Oh yeah, I don't remember. Agree to disagree. Agree to government won. What's that? Nothing. What's that? I said the government won. Oh, the government won. The government won, so we all lose. Uh, let's do the plot in under three. Wait, first, before we do that, I want to know, what was your... I, you said your expectations before it 
uh, it, it was di- it was better than your expect. What were your expectations going into it? Um, my expectations were that it was going to be there was going to be a lot of stuff that I had questions about, and and I didn't really no, right? like they it, they, they the, set it up, they set the rules, and they followed the rules, yeah. and it was like there yeah I felt like I was going to have to take many more leaps of faith than I ended up having to take for a yeah. dragon apocalypse movie. So is it safe to say that the derivative script, you can give a little leeway because they uh, I, filled in the game? I liked this movie. Awesome. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, yes. I would say like, and it's not even a criticism, just uh, an observation yeah. that like every single step along the way, yeah. I, I was, they were not ahead of me on anything. I'm glad that they didn't fully shove the love story down our throat. Although it still feels it was like around that time. I like that movies are now veering away from always feeling the need to make. Yeah. If there's a male and female character on screen, it does not mean they have to fall in love. If it's a natural progression of events, awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. But you don't need to, just because they are of the opposite sex and are the two pseudo leads, does not mean by the end, and the only survivors, does right. not mean by the end of the movie they have to be like, the 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 gravest um uh, offense of this is we've I think we watched Deep Blue Sea on here, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Where Saffron Burroughs and Thomas Jane are being built up to be love interests, then she full on sacrifices herself and gets killed, and yeah. he and Ella Cool J are joking at the end. I'm like, what? Right. You you were building up a love interest, and then you just murder her, and they're like, oh well. And isn't isn't love the deepest blue sea? It is. It is. <laughs> I really wish Deep Blue Sea was two instead of being called Deep Blue Sea uh-huh. two was deepest or deeper Blue deeper Sea and blue then the sea. third one's deepest Blue Sea yeah deeper Blue Sea sounds a little like a porn parody of Deep Blue Sea mm. where it's all just water sex deep dish orgy that <laughs> you'll never forget that <laughs> all right plot another three minutes let's do this okay Are you ready in the booth Ryan I'm oh. all set. Sometimes your voice is so masculine, it, it startles me. <laughs> I saw you jump a little. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of... And shout out to the chat real quick, raining fire in the comments. Oh, oh yeah. yeah? Yeah, they're doing a great job. We, we Please, if, if, if there's any like greatest hits in there or any questions, feel free to chime in, Ryan. I love to, to engage the live audience. Yeah, let's address you, it. You got it, but we, I'm chiming in with the plot in under three minutes. All right. That was Ryan saying, shut up and stay on course. <laughs> all right, perfect. Three, <laughs> two, one. Okay, so we start off with this subplot that doesn't really go anywhere, where Quinn is a student, he's uh, not going to get a scholarship, his mom is digging mines, and then that all goes somewhere, but the scholarship thing is unnecessary. (laughs) And then he goes down this hole, the asshole of the world, they call it, and he goes down there and he sees uh, what looks like scales, and then it's this male dragon comes out, burns up everything, crushes the elevator that him and his mom are in. Yeah, spits the stuff in his eyes. Uh, And then uh, crushes the elevator his mom's in, kills her, then we cut to now. Now, the apocalypse has happened. Dragons came out, burned everything. Christian Bale is held up in 2020. So next year. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, they're all holed up in this castle now where he has this group of survivors that are that are trying to yeah. make. And, and they're debating whether or not to go harvest the crops yet or wait till they're ripe because they need to ration things. So one of the survivors decides that he's going to go get the crops because he has a family. So Eddie goes out and a dragon comes and starts burning everything. And then Christian Bale shows up in his fireproof suit and his tanks. And he rescues him, takes him back. Right as they come back, Matthew McConaughey comes in with all of his tanks and his helicopter. And he's like, we need a place to stay for the night. And they're like, I don't know about you. And he's like, don't worry, I'm good. And they're like, okay. (laughs) That was the one plot where I was like, this guy does not seem good. (laughs) Okay. Um, And then 
he reveals that he's killed dragons, and then a dragon shows up, and so they're like, all right, we're going to kill these dragons. And then awesome skydiving sequence that we talked about happens. happens. Mm -hmm. And then they're all celebrating because they're like, we killed a dragon! We killed a dragon! And Matthew McConaughey says, shame! Shame on all of you. Mm -hmm. Three of my men died. You're disgraceful. You're disgusting. And then they... um, then from there they go to um, so then Matthew McConaughey is like yeah, we are shoot. here we're here because we want to kill the yes. the guy dragon, the male dragon. And Christian Bale's like get the hell out of here and Matthew McConaughey oh, is God, like I'm sequence. going but I'm taking all of your guys I'm taking your best soldiers basically yeah. so he, he does that yeah they're in this they're in they they all are lined up ready to kill this dragon and in one fell swoop one the male dragon comes in and burns everyone but McConaughey yep. and um, you know convenient plot device sure and then he comes back but before he gets back to the castle the dragon goes to the castle burns orphans all the children yep by the way yep every single parent is dead yep. except the children and christian bale and like the the a couple characters. women a couple yeah. women that's uh-huh. it yeah and then um so then christian bale and, and when gerard butler dies when the, gerard yeah. butler dies mm-hmm. trying to go up there and help out and get the adults down and christian bale um the female lead i forget her name and then um and then uh, matthew mcconaughey all go to the london to find the male they they realize they have to draw him out so they use her as bait and then matthew mcconaughey goes uh, christian bale <laughs> drops his 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 grenade spear thing and matthew mcconaughey shoots him once doesn't work so he takes his axe and jumps into the mouth of the dragon which is amazing yep and then christian bale manages to do the kill shot and then we cut to where they're all on the farm and the dragons have started to starve and everything's gravy now Yay. time's up oh my god the only thing i remembered from this movie from seeing it back when it came out was matthew mcconaughey jumping into the mouth of the dragon that was i I didn't realize I was from this movie, and then I saw it. I was like, that was in the trailer, and I remember that moment specifically from the in trailer. In the trailer? Yeah. It didn't show him jumping into the mouth. Uh, not into the mouth, but it showed him, like, slow-mo jumping off with an axe. Which you're like, the only logical place he could end up is the mouth. I suppose so. I hate when trailers do that. There's constantly where it's like... um where they show the end of the movie in the trailer, yeah, or or like the most the most uh, egregious offense of this. I keep different figuring out different ways to say something <laughs> offense uh, was quarantine with uh, the movie where there's those zombies that break out. Okay, and it was based on I think Record the Spanish film. The cover of the movie is the last shot of the what? The, the cover of the VHS and DVD is the very last shot of the movie. Well, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So spoilers, don't look at the cover if you want to ever watch that movie. Uh, and they show the last shot in the trailer. I was watching, um, I forget what, I think it was Dexter. where uh, It was the sister from Dexter who's in that movie. Really? Yeah. Well, that's an incredible Weird. connection there. Uh, but I think I was watching Dexter, and it was like the beginning, I was a DVD beginning of season one, and it had like a Showtime promo oh, yeah. that had stuff from like the current season on it and i was like why would you put that promo on the dvd of the show that you just spoiled what's anyway yep um the point that i was going to make about this shot is matthew mcconaughey is like an olympic level broad jumper like it Mm -hmm. was an incredible distance that he traveled jumping off of this platform it was fueled by all his rage towards these dragons and knowing that he was going to die so if he's going to die he's going to Go out swinging. My dude, like, has survived for so long, killed a ton of dragons, and then in this moment, he's just like, I'm going to try an axe, and if if I'm unsuccessful, I'll die, and if I'm successful, I'll probably still die. Do you have that clip we can play real quick, Ryan? We have something. Oh, let's do it. Let's play it, and we'll... we'll, I don't know if there's audio. We'll narrate it. Here we go. 
So this is his fury. So it's a two-foot look jump. How, oh my look lord. At that. Look at that. He's jumping, and then he's full-on eaten, and at least his axe conveniently falls down so that Christian Bale can pick it up. And, and I guess the dragon is, like, smoking. Yeah, because he shot him once. Yeah. Yikes. Also, like, the... But watch that again. Look how far... He's literally... I don't even know how much of a running start This he is gets. insane, because he jumps off of both feet. The fact that he is able to get... I mean, that's not that big of a running start. That's that, like a 30-foot yeah. leap. And he's still on an upward trajectory when we get that it's shot. so good. It's a leap of faith. It's, that's such that a good shot call. is so awesome. <laughs> it makes no sense why he does that instead of... I mean, like I said, I think he knew in that moment that he's... Because if he tried to go back down the ladder, he would rather die a hero's death with a big F you to the dragon than scurrying down a ladder like, oh no! I guess. it didn't, And it just looks cool. It like didn't do anything for their ultimate like battle with the dragon. You know no. what I mean? Like It didn't help the other two kill him yeah, at all. It, I guess it would have made more sense if he had like wounded he, it. Or sacrificed himself so that they could shoot. Uh, I don't know. It, it was it a just, useless suicide. It's just a cool... Yeah. It's the one time a, a jumping into a dragon's mouth looks super cool. You either cool. die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's I've Might often not said apply. that. It loosely applies, Ryan. I think so. I think you nailed it. I dude. think you nailed it. I I Let's, it. <laughs> so we have this whole prologue. Uh, the kid goes down. This is our first sound clip. The kid goes down and he's talking to one of his mom's co-workers. Mm. Do you call them co-workers when they're co-minors? Yeah, co-workers. Co-workers, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're working together. Yeah. Let's play clip number one. This is the description of the underbelly of the earth they're drilling through. Here we go. Wait for it. The suspense is killing me. Oh, it's loading rainbow wheels. Perfect. Um, Sorry about this. And what brings you to the asshole of the world? You're passing through it. What's up, mate? You. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes in um, I I live in the valley here, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it gets so hot during the summer that um, any friend that comes to visit. I greet them at the door like this. And what brings you to the asshole of the world? You're passing through it. What's up, mate, you? <laughs> and I never see that joke coming. I never see that comeback. Even though they do it every time? Every time. That's incredible. Every time, it's always a surprise. You should write it down and just have it there for reference, just you know, in case. You it's, it's different people I do I do that line to, and uh-huh. I just assume that one of them is not going to... They all like be quick on the draw. Friends with each other. Maybe they're in a in a group text chain saying, "Hey, Ben always says this stupid thing." It's an elaborate prank on you. I do call the valley the armpit of the world. Okay, because it's sweaty and gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have anything for asshole of the world? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Uh, I mean, I could go. Go do it. Do it. Do it. I know what you're gonna do. That's what I was gonna do, and I. I decide not to. What's funny is that Greta Thunberg, yeah. um, she she actually, um, when she met <laughs> with, she was going to meet with President Trump, and then Trump actually declined to meet with her. Sure, and, as you do. But one of his aides outside of the Oval Office before she went in there um, was asked Greta this. And what brings you to the asshole of the world? You're passing through it. What's up, mate, you? <laughs> and then she reminded him that we have eight and a half years before we're all completely yeah. screwed. Great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Come on. She's awesome. And now they're in a Twitter war. And now they're in a Twitter war. <laughs> what 
<laughs> which is just the way of the world. Yeah. I don't know. How old is she? Like 16 or something? I think she's 16. Yeah. And he and he's like 70, 79 going on vampire 1,000. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He's probably lied about his age. <laughs> I, li- I like that I heard Ryan chuckling as I was getting ready for that. He's like, oh, no, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on. Back to the movie. Uh, Gerard Butler's his best bud. I like that they ground this movie in... In the real world, by having a pop culture reference where, like, they're reenacting the Star yeah. Wars scene for mm-hmm. the kids, and they're like, what's that from? It's called The Empire Strikes Back. You know, that's <laughs> that was a weird Keanu meets... I'm insisting on you doing impressions for the rest of the episode. <laughs> I, but I love that sequence with the kids. Yeah. Because I often think about it in the apocalypse, like, what do you do? I love movies so much. That would be the... Like, aside from, like, fighting for our survival and, and risking starvation and all that, like, health stuff, the biggest thing I'd be bummed about is no more movies. Yeah, so you just gotta act them out. Yeah, act them all. The white knight says, you killed my father. Yes. But for copyright reasons, they have to say, the white knight says. Right. Also, to these kids, all the, like, backstory of Darth Vader and all that would be very confusing. I mean, they have infinite time, so... You're right. Yeah, just, yeah, I mean, you just explain it to them. Do a three-hour play. Yeah. Um, um, what, so <clears throat> I did want to say, backtracking to the minds, yeah. there there were two things in this mo- in this movie where I had quite... You know, I was like, I, I thought I was going to have a ton of questions. Two moments where I did. The first moment was in the minds when him and his mom are in the elevator going up and the lift going up and the dragon blows fire yeah, on the lift, and the mom dies, and the and he's fine. I think the fire didn't do it. I think he, from what I saw, it looked like the the claw crushed the elevator oh, I hope and that's what it was. smashed that her because she wasn't burned; she was smashed. Great, but and they I were th- like, but I think the fire because of the bottom was blocked and went around. Okay, which you would think though would still fill. Whatever. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's a small thing. But they were... Well, the thing I didn't understand is they made a big deal of him getting that stuff in his eyes. Right. And, and having the red eyes. But then that didn't really come back when he was an adult, right? Uh, the only thing it did when uh, when they were talking about the male, and he was like, yeah, they secrete two different things, the fire and that other... Like, the, he yeah. just mentioned it. But that was because he had a physicist or whatever no, he was in, saying the in phys- his ranks the phys- that got killed. The physicist understood that the male impregnated all the... Egg or like fertilized all the eggs no, at one time. The physicist said the thing about the. the I thought secre- he, I thought the secretion he was doing from memory because that's what the dragon hit him was, with. I just thought it was going to give him some kind of either a deficiency, like he couldn't see as well because yeah. of it, or like maybe that's why he was having trouble. But they never revisited. Also, like stop casting Christian Bale as a dude whose parents tragically died. Come on, you know this I mean? is like, pre. This is pre Batman I, Begins. So okay. maybe this one just before Vice. Maybe the- <laughs> I'm trying to get this timeline in my head. Vice, Vice is like in the quantum realm of movies for you, where it's like Vice is at all points, right? <laughs> so um, basically, there's there's this incredible sequence I really loved when Eddie takes his family and tries to go get the crops. He's being selfish. He's yeah. but but Christian Bale afterwards isn't mad at him he understands he's like he i'm a single guy i don't have a family to provide for so who am i to say you can't try and feed your family so i like that there wasn't that clash afterwards and that there was sympathy for eddie after he lost his son he had to bury his son and that sequence was pretty tense when they're stuck in these in in these fields and everybody's just and the the dragon comes in is torching everything around them and they're stuck and i loved the just how succinctly they set up this is how we rescue people we're in flame retardant outfits we have tanks we have water hoses yeah they didn't need to explain all that this movie does a great job of 
showing you the world through actions and through set pieces and through set design where you don't need like, well, we go out there and we got to get this on and this, you know, I really enjoyed that about it. And I thought that that whole sequence when they rescue him was cool. And I like even that they, they hinted at the fact that the dragons torch everything, then eat the ash. And that's how they survive, like torch living things and then eat the ash, Mm -hmm. which I'm still a little confused on, but I like that they added that in there. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Sure. Just world building. I think this movie does a good job of, more subtle world building than I would expect from a movie like this. Yeah, absolutely. And like they, normally, like a Godzilla, like Godzilla King of Monsters had every scene that wasn't monsters fighting was exposition dump after exposition dump. Sure, you know. Sure. Um, yeah, I think you're right. They they give us a lot of visual stuff, and uh, what I also like appreciated about it, um, there was a ton of urgency even in the like. Even in the castle world, like where yep. they're safe and they're just there surviving, the first three things that happen when we're in the castle is alarm, alarm, alarm. Yeah. Like it's just back to back to back. There's never a, for me, there was never a dull moment. There's never a moment where you're like, oh, they can relax and they're just living, except for the Star Wars moment. Um, Which is cool because it establishes how the, the, it gives a little bit of heart to it with the yes. with Christian Bale yes. and Gerard Butler. Cause otherwise it's a very morose movie other than that. Yeah. Moment. Uh, and, but you know, <clears throat> tensions up at all times yeah. and they have, there's a variety of different threats and they hit all three of them back to back to back, which I, I love thought it. was great. Yeah. So good. Let's move on to my, one of my favorite clips, which is how I feel like, I feel like unfortunately a lot of the world feels about us right now. Um, when Matthew McConaughey and all his tanks roll up, he gets out and he does this amazing, like over the top, like, like he cracks his back and is like, and does all these grunts as if he's been sitting in this tank that's like four sizes too small for him. And he's finally like, so this is Gerard Butler responding to seeing what the latest threat to the castle is. Only one thing worse than a dragon. Americans. Yeah, that joke has been consistent in movies for decades now. Where, like, especially British or uh, across the pond movies, where it's always like, even like Christmas movies, like Love Actually, where it's like, oh, the American president's coming. Uh, What is? And he's Billy Bob Thornton, and he's a total sleaze bag. You know, it's like, yeah, we've not been looked fondly upon. (laughs) We have a reputation for (laughs) sure. Precedes us. Yeah. And then there's a square off where so 30 minutes in is when Matthew McConaughey shows up and he and Christian Bale have a have a manly off like a mano a mano a man off a manly off a manly off uh-huh. I was trying to think of a better way to say it but no, I, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna just settle on manly there, off there's no topping it hashtag manly off manly off uh, and this is how uh, McConaughey you know convinces him clip number three don't be a fool. We can do this easy, or we can do it real easy. <laughs> I love that because I'm like, so I've never heard that as a proposal. No, before. lay out the two options. I want to know the difference between easy. I and think real easy, easy is you agree and let us in, or real easy, we just walk in and storm the place because we have more weapons. That's the order of it. I think so. Okay, or maybe easy. I think it's the other way. I think, I think easy is we'll just walk in, or real easy is you. Yeah, you let you're us right. In. You're right. Yeah, you're right. That makes more. Yeah, sense. it wouldn't be easier for them just to walk because then they would have just done it. This is the one. You know, what were you gonna do? Play it. We can do this easy, or we can do it real easy. You know, when Staples was coming up with that, that's that was easy button. Uh-huh. Um, 
they had variations on it. And, and one of them was, you know, if you press the button that it says this, that it says, or we can do it real easy. There you go. <laughs> or we can do it real easy. And it's like, no, let's just stick with that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> I like when we build the tension for the sound clip. It's the only way to sound clip. Um, this is the one scene in the movie where uh, I still love it. I love the the dynamic between Bale and McConaughey, and it's two gruff actors being very gruff. This is, like halfway through this movie, I was like, "Damn, there's a lot of testosterone there's in this movie." It's just like dicks out, man. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> not, not, literally. not literally, but like, <laughs> but might as well be as, metaphorically as metaphorically as it could have been. And he, I, Christian Bale, in that moment, is like, "I saw something in his eyes. You didn't, you didn't talk to him." And in this moment, I think I think what I gathered from it is he either had to believe him that he did kill these dragons and had seen some shit, mm-hmm. or try and fight him knowing he would lose and knowing these guys would become maniacs. So yeah. I think it was like, it's like weighing the lesser of two evils. I don't think this is a plot hole scene by any means. I think it was literally just him going, what, which is the, which is the course of least resistance? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because and he fights him later, and we see what happens. He gets his ass he handed to him. Yeah, he immediately beat down. Like real, like I'm like, come on, you're Batman, dude. Right. So not and, yet, not yet, not yet. He and hadn't he, even begun to be Batman yet, nor had nor, he begun. Bless it to be Dick Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> so we we already talked about how they they do the uh, get out of the chopper and how they fight the dragon and all that and. Um, they uh there's a cool scene where Christian Bale reveals to the uh helicopter pilot, I forget her name in this. God bless it. I know Van Sant Van San is his name. Mm-hmm. But he took in uh Jared because his mother and father were killed uh by dragons. And um right? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. he was he, he was yeah, in a village they were walking by. Yeah. Um, on their way to the castle. Yeah, and he, and was he had been orphaned, left. and so he grabbed them. Yeah, and I thought that, again, I think that's a really cool way to bring heart into the movie, where it's not forced. There's not a ton of, like, uh, schmaltzy scenes with those two. He just has this this father-son dynamic with yeah. him. because, And to me, that's, again, showing things through action where, like, their relationship is predominantly just in their actions around each other not like yeah. uh, that's the only bit of dialogue we get about the exposition between and, them and you know speaking of tension release he then immediately like releases the moment when he's like uh yeah i regretted it ever since and clearly he yeah. hasn't but yeah. like just just giving yeah. it a little bit of lightness yeah really like goes a long way in that because moment. you can i feel like you can tell in christian bale's performance that his character has gone through a horrible amount of things and he's trying so hard to keep it together mm-hmm. but also still has a, a real love for the people in this castle and a real sure. uh, sense of needing to protect them sure and it's kind of like rick grimes from walking dead before he went completely nuts mm-hmm. you know although i bailed in the um negan season i, so I way no, before you did i have no idea yeah um oh god we still have, we only have 11 minutes left okay so there's an awesome skydiving sequence which we already went to ad nauseum but there's that great scene before it where they're trying to they they and they again they don't over explain it it's just like we have to put these sensors in in the right. ground for 3d mapping it's some sort of radar system that that shows 3d mapping of the environment to know to track the dragon that's all you need to know you don't need a bunch of jargon 
and we know that one of them gets uh, one of the bike uh, the motorcycle <clears throat> motorcyclist that's carrying one of those gets burnt by the dragon, and then Christian Bale has to go and find it and replace it, and just in time because it appears in front of the helicopter by horse. By horse, like where did the horse awesome. come from? Yeah, awesome. he had. I think they had him. Did they have a horse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, that scene. So that sequence is rad. Yeah. I love that the tension in that's great. Like I said, all these set pieces are directed really well. Yeah. Where they show enough of the dragons without going full Cloverfield. Where the end of the first Cloverfield movie still drives me crazy when they show the the monster in a extreme close ups and you see everything and it just to me the mystery. It depends on the movie, but like with Cloverfield and with this, the mystery is more so when you see less of it. It's it's cooler when you see less of it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, then we uh, there's the argument after after he the he, uh, um, Van Sant uh, shames everybody because his men got killed and they're all celebrating. So this is exactly what I was thinking when they were celebrating. Yeah, I was also. like, what about your a holes? Like, wow, like, people died. Like yeah. they're. How many dragons are there? There are like hundreds we or got thousands, one. and you got one of them. And then he comes in and immediately says that. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, big deal. You killed one dragon. And yeah. you guys are partying like it's, you know, Y2K right now. <laughs> That's not what he said. That's a great reference. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Y2K. People were freaked out. Are you talking about Y2K or Will2K? Uh, Y2K. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you remember mm-hmm. that people back in the day, for you youngsters out there, when Y2K happened, which was 1999, where everybody believed that because there was this theory that because the computers were made prior to that and they weren't, um, <clears throat> the, the dates on them weren't set to incorporate changing from 1999 to 2000, mm-hmm. that it was going to cause a massive glitch and stock markets were going to fail. All this stuff was going to go wrong. Yep. And people were freaking out. I worked at a grocery store at the time. They were stocking up on canned goods and water on New Year's Eve. I remember people were like, it's been a conspiracy forever. And they'd look at the zipper and see the YKK on there and be like, see, they've been trying to tell us Y2K forever. People literally were saying things like that. Yeah. People were fanatics about it. And then guess what happened? Nothing. I sang uh, Born to be Wild at karaoke at Akron's first night, Akron, Ohio, uh-huh. on, on New Year's Eve. We all had a good time and nothing happened. Is that what people were actually worried about? You singing Born to be Wild was the Y2K disaster that, was that people were prepping no. for? No, people were... Ex- I, did, I rocked that song. All right. <laughs> I'm saying they got that instead of a disaster. I see, okay. They yeah. got a highlight to their evening. Good for them. <laughs> and the people of Akron talk about it to this day. To this day. Anytime I go home, it says, Welcome to Akron, Ohio, Home of LeBron James and the Black Keys and that guy who sang Born to be Wild on 1999's Akron's first night, New Year's Eve. It's a lot. They had to add a second and. It's a huge, so, it's a lot. That actually happened before LeBron James became so it was me nationally first. famous. You're right. So. <laughs> You're right. So I was first. Yeah. And then they added the larger sign with LeBron James. And, and, the, and then it also says, and home of AMC that uh, showed... In 2018, the movie Vice. Let's move on. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So let's play clip number four. This is when uh, McConaughey's saying there's only one male. Have you ever seen any other males? And Christian Bale snarkily replies. I bet you, Quinn. You ever seen a male? I don't know. When I'm running for my life and I stop to look at the plumbing. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like the ooh, yeah. Man. I think he says we have. Oh, I like it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like ooh, yeah better. Let's, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It sounds like oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I think it's we have, but I like I like believing oh yeah. Ooh, better. Look at the plumbing. Oh yeah. To look at the plumbing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you're right. I think that's you're saying what we have. But. That's somebody who's super stoked every time the plumber comes over. Yeah. They're like, all right, I'm here to look at the plumbing. Oh, yeah. That, it was just like a trigger for him. He just said plumbing. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the cabin boy line with uh, Chris Elliott. These pipes are clean <laughs> after he finally has sex. Oh, mm. It's so funny. Anyways, uh, so they they so they're looking for the dude, the dude who yeah. happens to be within driving distance of them because it's is, from Lo- because Christian Bale then reveals he he's the dragon who he initially saw who killed his mom and, mm-hmm. and he's been avoiding going back to London for this very reason because it's awkward he doesn't want to yeah. he killed his mom he doesn't want to yeah, talk it's to super him awkward you know yeah. uh, they they lost their friendship because of it yeah. but Quinn also. Um, realizes that there's validity to Van Sant's story because he reaches into the corpse of the dragon they killed and finds a dragon egg in there. Yeah. And then um, Van Sant goes with his men and um, Quinn's men, and there's this awesome sequence where they all have all these guns, all these tanks, everything ready, uh, a harpoon to kill the dragon with, and he has just... I love that Van Sant, a.k.a. McConaughey, with his bald head and beard, is just standing there with a shotgun in the front lines, ready. There's a lot of shotgun... (laughs) action in this movie and i don't i truly don't know what they plan to do with those i don't know but it's amazing because the dragon swoops in everybody starts opening fire and van sand just starts shooting away with the shotgun and Mm. then the flames hit he launches back in slow motion dives under a a tank and then the 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 dragon just lays waste to everybody within seconds yeah and Again, I don't know the physics of fire as well as maybe the filmmakers. Sure. But I'm assuming if you lay waste to everything, yeah. a little fire would sneak under would that snuck tank. under, yeah. I assume that the makers of this film are fire experts. I, I do, too. Yeah. At yeah. least dragon fire. Yeah. Not regular fire. I mean, it's a fire. fictional fire, so it can, you can make it up. <laughs> I forgot to mention, my favorite part of the movie oh, is yeah. our introduction to Christian Bale when they're like setting up the, the um, like underground safe mm-hmm. house. And uh, he's, like, chopping stuff or whatever. And they're like, something's broke. And he turns around, and to illuminate it, he has just, like, a Bic lighter. It's like, what can you see with a Bic lighter, dude? <laughs> like, what? Are, what is that there for? You I know, know. I, it, they, ha- they use what they can. I guess so. They use yeah. what they can All in right. the apocalypse. Moving on. I love, I love <laughs> when you pick out super <laughs> random stuff. It's amazing. Okay, so then they go to London. Um, they come back. Uh, McConaughey oh, comes oh, back. Oh, McConaughey comes back, but after the castle's been torched and destroyed, yeah. and he's like, you were right. You were right. I should never have gone. Yeah, because he's like, you'll lead the dragons back here. Yeah. And then he did. And Which, he, yeah. I don't care how sorry he feels in that moment, Christian Bale handles it like a champ, because literally because of McConaughey's actions in this move, in, in that p- particular moment, mm-hmm. the dragon has... Like we said before, orphaned nearly every child. And killed his best friend. And killed his best friend. Yeah. And so, Bale handles it really well. Yeah. For, uh, I mean, I guess he just knows that this is the reality of things. But still, it's so dark that this movie goes for it and is like, nope. Basically, um, Christian Bale and Helicopter Lady are now the parents of 40 children yeah, I mean, with he, a couple nannies. He does have the line where he's like, yeah, we buried hundreds of people on this ground. Like, this is my castle. And so it might just be exactly that. It might just be like, this is like every six months they got to yeah. cycle through adults kind yeah. of thing. Well, and I think also the fact that like getting mad at him at that moment 
won't stop productive, won't kill yeah. the dragon. Right. Yeah. So and he knows what they got to do. And they, they could have out. gone for that. They could have had this moment where it's like, you killed everybody. But instead it's like, no, just get to the action. Yeah. And that's what I love about it. They don't have any, there's no, ex, there's no fat in this movie. It's yeah. just lean, mean dragon fighting machine, you know? Nice. Yeah. You like that? I love it. Uh, so they go, they go to at magic hour and, <laughs> and they, they, Quinn knows how to get there because he had been around in the tunnels. Right. So they sneak underground. Well, when they get to London, they see a hundred dragons. Hundreds of dragons. So this is my second question. Because when they get to fighting the male dragon, it, they're only fighting the male dragon. Because all the other dragons go Where away. Where did all the other dragons go? And why aren't they protecting the male dragon? They all leave in the beginning of the... When they get there and they, they say... I can't remember what it was. They said something to justify it. Like... Oh, he's trying to draw us out or something? Or I don't know. It was very strange why all of them... Yeah, you're right. Like, But there should have been other dragons budget. there. For sure, budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And for sure, convenience. Because and for three sure, them, three people against three one dragon are, is, yeah. is already tough enough. That's, that's going to be a rough battle. But So it was necessary, yeah. but it was just a question in the yeah. back of my mind. Why is only I'm gonna the, say budget. the most important dragon... Just unguarded here yeah. in the middle of the city. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, maybe because they didn't think. Uh, maybe they were circling around and not aware of the underground tunnel. But yeah, once he starts getting attacked, yeah, they would. He would send out a signal. But it's like magic a, hour. Uh, uh, yeah. Like a raptor. <clears throat> That's exactly That's, it. That was a good uh, raptor impression. I'm gonna pat myself on the back for that. <laughs> okay. So clip number five is when they get to London, and this is the closest thing to a joke we get in the movie, other than the asshole of the earth. Mm. Well, this town's going to hell. Again, it's a little moment of levity, but uh, but it's not a jokey joke. You right. know, it's not like wah, wah, wah. this could have been chock full of puns and stupid crap like that. And yeah, and one liners. We didn't really get a ton of which, like uh, sound clips are super hard to pull from this because it's yeah. such a serious take on it. But I appreciate it more because of that. Yes, absolutely. So they go in there, um, and then the lead up to how they kill the dragon. It. I had to hear this like four times to fully grasp what Matthew <laughs> McConaughey says because there's so many instructions and such a small window of time that they're able to use this one kill shot and they each have one of them. Yeah. And so let's play this because Christian Bale just and, and helicopter. God, I need to figure out something other than helicopter lady. We Isabella Skorupko. Uh, okay. We have one minute Isabella. left. Isabella. Anyways. Yeah. yeah I figured it out one minute left. Uh, so they all just go like, right, as soon as he's done. So listen to this and tell me if you would go. Got it. All right. Here's a plan. When we get to street level, we got to bring that bull's ass to the ground, and I'm going to take care of that. Now, one shot's going to kill him, and it's going to be with this. He only exposes his chest before he breathes fire. Now, these are magnesium-tipped C4 arrows, and they only fly about 50 feet, so when you fire, you got to be standing in the furnace. So do not hesitate. If you do, we die. And they're just like, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's something where, like, you first start the journey and, like, you sort of disseminate that information as you go just over and over yeah. and over again so that you don't have to, like, in the heat of it, be like, okay, here are ten things that you have to remember. Otherwise, all of humanity will die. Now, from the from a viewer, a viewing standpoint, I love that because I'm like, cool, got it out of the way. Yeah. But from a character point, I'm like, how do, they, how do you guys remember that? So McConaughey gets up there and he's on he's on the high ground trying to attack the dragon from there. He gets one shot off. It blows up. It's he's smoking, but not dead. Yeah, because he shoots it too early, I yep. believe. And Christian Bale drops his. Isabella is stuck on the other side, and she's she was used as the bait because mm -hmm. they have the two magnesium tip dark, uh, bomb things. Uh, then we got that awesome shot that we've already talked about of McConaughey just full on axe going into the mouth, and then Christian Bale has one shot, 
and he manages to shoot it and blow up the dragon's head, and it's awesome. It's this great shot where just he kills the dragon, yeah, and the day is saved, yeah. And uh, you know, then there we cut to where they're on a hill, little house on the prairie, little house that. on the prairie, yeah. Highlander type shot where everything's happy. Yeah, you know? they're hanging clothes. They're hanging clothes. You know that the you can hang clothes. It's it's things have the intensity of things have has scaled back a Absolutely. little bit. Absolutely, I. Thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I liked it a lot. I'm so glad I revisited it because I remember being like lame, and then I'm very happy that this and Drive Angry were both movies that I didn't like upon first viewing, and now I'm kicking myself. We have to start to wrap, as it says up there. So we're going to wrap up for today. That's all the time we have. Uh, please, like we've said before, go onto our iTunes page, leave us a review there, uh, leave us some comments on YouTube, like our videos, tweet at us your suggestions. We do keep a running list. We want those horror film suggestions specifically now coming in because October is going to be all horror all month long. Until next time, where can they find you? You can Jesse? find me on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prime Losers. You can find me at The Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram and at Guilty Movie Guys is Us, where we talk all things guilty and movies. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.